by the time you hear this podcast, hopefully you've gotten your money back from Fire Festival. Welcome to By the Time You Hear This Podcast. I'm Greg. I'm Ben. And we're back with episode 69. While we are preparing to wind down 2017. Oh, yeah. Thank you to everyone who's listened so far. Um, Excuse us for the break, but it was the holidays. We're human. Yeah. (laughs) Things were happening. Yeah. Uh, but thank you to everyone who has listened so far and downloaded. Uh, we are not on Facebook live for this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, we tired. Happy holidays <laughs> to everybody. Happy holidays. Yes. <laughs> we is tired. Yeah. Though. Um, but of course, uh, going to 2018, we will be on Facebook live or some other platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, just seeing what, what works out best for us. But, um, thank you still for uh, listening and downloading and telling your friends about it. Um, a lot more downloads happened at, and their fireworks go outside. <laughs> <my apartments>. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, a lot more downloads and a lot more listens happened once we started doing Facebook live. That's awesome. Um, like, let me check real quick. What's our, uh, most downloaded episode. And while I pulled that up, um, you can, um, of course, 
listen to us and follow follow us on uh, social media. We are on Facebook, facebook.com slash by the time you hear this. If you want to go to our website, we do have one by the time you hear this dot com. The Facebook page and the website are spelled with the word you. Uh, Y-O-U. And if you want to get with us on Instagram, we're on there as well. At by the time you hear this spelled with the letter U because we're upstanding. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, we is. <laughs> um, and it won't let me pull up our. Um, our stats here. Oh, that's not cool. I mean, I know last time you checked, um, it was one of the like I think one of the first or second ones that we did on Facebook Live. It was no longer the Power Trios one. I think it was been... one of the one of our one hit wonders okay. episodes because of fi- because because, because of five because five because of five. <laughs> because of five. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll pull up the stats here. Uh, but we'll get that figure out. We'll let you know next episode. Um, and, uh, well, that's our Instagram, uh, by the time you hear the spell with the letter U, that's also the same spelling for our email address. By the time you hear this at gmail.com and you can send us your comments, questions, concerns, Mm -hmm. uh, show ideas. If you're an independent artist, we will play your music, uh, free of charge. I wonder what the concerns could be. I'm I'm curious. I don't know. Um, I think, uh, and I think next year, maybe, I think maybe we should bring it back. We should bring back Indian Instagram Instagrammer. Yeah. Um, uh, we've been getting some follows and some, some likes on our, on our post on Instagram from independent artists. Hmm. So, um, I think they're we'll, waiting. Yeah. <laughs> they're just waiting their turn. They're, they're in the waiting to get into the rotation. Uh, so we'll bring that back. I think we should bring that back. Waiting to Excel. Yeah. Uh, we'll bring it back. Yeah. Uh, we'll bring that back uh, starting in 2018. Um, and if you want to listen to us on the go, of course, there are many options. Uh, if you have uh, an Android device, you can use the Google Music app. Mm-hmm. And if you have an uh, an Apple device, you can use the Apple Podcast app, a.k.a. iTunes. Um, I am happy to announce that Ben has come back to the dark side. <laughs> Kicking and screaming. I feel like it's only temporary. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, I, they told me that after a year I could upgrade to another phone. So we'll, we'll see how I feel with this phone for a year. Um, I really wanted that new S eight. It is awesome. Um, it's, I mean, it's, it's just, just working. So just beautiful phone, you know, beautiful phone. What happened? What happened to the one he had? Oh, we traded it in sprint sucks. Sprint's awful, awful, awful. Um, so, the only reason we switched, I got that Android phone, that Samsung S7, is because we switched over to Sprint. And I was like, let me try this, you know, to see how I like it. And, um, yeah, like just awful service. Like I would, and I mean, like, I guess if you're not from Atlanta, this won't make sense to you. But in Buckhead, I was hitting dead zones. Writing down Peach, writing down Peach Street, I'd be on the phone with somebody and call would drop. <laughs> Don't know. And I look at mine and like no bars, you know, it was, it was crazy. So, um, based off I feel of like there are like three Verizon stores in that area. Though. Probably. <laughs> so after that, like it just, it was just frustrating. Like when we traveled, we wouldn't have good signal and me, I've been, you know, I was singular then over to AT&T. So I've been with them all my life. So I'm not used to this at all. So, um, 
just really out of fear of safety. And then Kendra's brother um, and his fiance broke down on the way back to Alabama and they had sprint and had no signal. And I was like, that could have been us. <laughs> I was like, forget that, man. No, I ain't about that life. So <laughs> we went and they had buy one, get one. But you had to get one or the other. You had to get the Samsung or you had to get the iPhone. And I could not. Con- well, I could have convinced her, but I didn't want to be mean because she didn't want to do um, an Android phone anymore. She wanted to come back to iPhone, even though she'd been Android all her life. Um, mainly because she said that, you know, just the phones are just too, it's too much right now for what she, like, she doesn't use half of it. So why not just get an easier phone? So went back to, she got the eight. I got the eight plus because they did not have the 10. She was going to get the 10. I I keep calling it the X because (laughs) where's nine? Like in 2018, they're going to come out with a nine. An iPhone nine C or something like that. It'll have a letter behind it. Um, Nine. But yeah, she was going to get the 10, but they didn't have any in stock. And we're pretty sure that the person who was selling us the phones um, was maybe offering to bend rules for us in an illegal way. She had a business associate and I'm using air quotes here who um, could bring us the phone if we if she really wanted the 10. She's like, oh, I can have my business associate drop it off to you. And I was like, at first, I was like, okay, maybe that's just, you know, someone who works I, at another I store. Think, I feel like that just means we'll have it delivered to your house. That's what I thought. <laughs> but then she kept going on about her business associate because I was like, is there any way we can mix and match the phones? She gets an iPhone. I get the Samsung. And she goes, well, if you have direct TV, I was like, oh, we don't have that. And she goes, you know what? Maybe my business associate can do it for you. <laughs> and so she goes to call her. And I was like, well, you know, what if I dig the iPhone and, uh, the, you know, the Samsungs and we didn't like them? Could we bring them back? You know, she's like, yeah, you have 14 days. And you have to pay a restocking fee of $45 unless you go through my business associate. <laughs> then you won't have to pay the restocking fee. And I'm like, hmm, you know what? We'll just go with these phones. <laughs> that yeah. sounds like um for uh, anyone who listens to this podcast and also has listened to um, another radio show I do called Sports Roundtable, uh, that sounds like um, a deal with like Buddy and them. Yeah. That's a yeah. Buddy and them kind of deal. Because she had two phones. So already hard to trust her. I got two, <laughs> you got two phones. Um, and, and after she said that, like at first, that's what I figured. It was just like, you know, oh, your business, business associate, someone who works in another store, they'll have it in stock. They'll bring it to us. But as she kept going on about this business associate who could do things that were outside of the rules, <laughs> I was like, are you sure it's not an iPhone 10 that fell off the back of a truck? <laughs> like, I was like, are we going to be investigated? Is someone going to come to our house and ask us, like, let me see your phone? Check it and like, yeah, this serial number serial, matches. No, it's been filed off. It's been filed. <laughs> <laughs> somehow, somehow, it's been filed off. Like, if you go into the into the settings, general about it's just gone. The serial number is. It's like no, it's literally it's scratched. <laughs> somehow, someone coded it in a scratch. scratched out. <laughs> so I was just like, this sounds like. Eventually, I was just like, no, we'll just do this because I was like, who knows what like rabbit hole she's trying to get us to go down. Next thing you know, like the cops are coming in. It's like, yeah, we just we tracked a stolen iPhone shipment to your house. Like, I don't need that drama right now. Nah. So we just went with what, you know, I was like, I'll suck it up. I'll get this iPhone. I can upgrade in a year. 
Unless I fall in love with the phone, which is not a bad phone. It's just kind of boring. There's just a lot I'm used to being able to do that I can't do. There, uh, that reminds me of um, there. There, this happens every year. I'm, I haven't read any stories this year, but I'm pretty sure it's happened to where uh, someone goes to an electronic store. They go to like a Best Buy or an H H Greg mm-hmm. Fry, something like that, and they're going to get you know one of those curved TVs. Oh, and <clears throat> they don't get one, but then. Like they run into someone in the store, like, oh yeah, you can get like, you know, see, this is a thousand, but I can give you two of them for seven fifty. I got them <laughs> outside, <laughs> and then, you know, everything looks legit. Mm-hmm. And then you you load them in the car and you bring them home. You take them out of the box. It was just bricks, some cement blocks. Yeah, <laughs> it's if it's too good to be true, some cinder blocks. It's not true, people. Like, just know that if it's too good to be true. You can't get two 4K curved TVs, TV. yeah, sixty inch, two for seven fifty. Like no. I know there's a such thing as like you know cost. That's not cost. <laughs> two for seven fifty is not cost. Like you 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 got you got taken, <laughs> you got taken for a ride. Yeah. Uh, so look out for that. Well, <laughs> I guess it's kind of too late because I think that happened around Black Friday. That's, yeah. that's something like that would happen around then. I'm pretty sure some people got taken for a ride. They came home with the cinder blocks. <laughs> can't watch. You can't get the game on cinder blocks. <laughs> so good luck. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, be careful out there. Um, so we do have. Uh, well, I'll, I keep forgetting. Um, I, I didn't finish. I, we got into the the iPhones, and <laughs> <laughs> cinder blocks, and cinder blocks. But um, you can also listen to us if you if you like using uh, certain apps. Uh, we are on the TuneIn app. We are on Overcast Auto Radio. Um, over, I said Overcast. I think so. Yeah, I did. I just did. Uh, Castbox. Uh, and Satchel podcast player, and uh, say tune in. Uh, yeah, tune okay, in. Okay, tune in. So, uh, lots of different options in which you can listen to us. All right, so let's get into some news here. Uh, so, uh, John Legend's been in the news, uh, one for a good reason, and another <laughs> one for a funny reason. Um, <laughs> uh, so he is as more as these as the, the you know the big networks are doing um, musicals, uh, uh, doing musicals live, and uh, putting them out there. Uh, as you know, recently we had a Christmas story live. Mm-hmm. Uh, excuse me. All right. So uh, coming Easter twenty eighteen, Jesus Christ Superstar will be uh, staged on NBC and John Legend will be playing the title role. And uh, I didn't know that Alice Cooper is also going to be a part of this. Who is he going to be? Yeah. Uh, Alice Cooper is playing King Herod. Okay. Okay. This ought to be interesting. So John Legend has had an interesting couple of years. Um, well, we know he won uh, an Oscar mm-hmm. for uh, Glory for from the song, Selma from the song yeah. from the movie Selma with Common. He also won a Tony uh, as a producer of Jitney, uh, the August Wilson play, mm-hmm. and 
he's won 10 Grammys. So he's an Emmy away from the illustrious EGOT. Hmm. Would this get him a Tony being in this? Since it's a, no, this, would, this would be an Emmy. Oh, 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 God. No, he has the Tony. He already. has the Tony. Yeah, this would be the Emmy. He would be going. Yeah. Okay. Think he can do it. Uh, well, these live productions, um, I don't think they get a lot of recognition, mm-hmm. but it's possible, you know, with, uh, with, you know, a lot of live shows get, um, they're uh, different awards that can win. Uh, but as far as him being in the show, if he's a producer of it, uh, he, he may be able to, um, he may be eligible to, to win. So he would join the ranks of Whoopi Goldberg, yeah. <laughs> who is an EGOT winner, Audrey Hepburn, which is a name I would actually probably more associate with that as well as Mel Brooks. But uh, Whoopi Goldberg, probably not as talented as most people give her credit for. I I think she's she she doesn't get enough credit. Yeah. Um, for those who have seen um, I just real quick, I know like people know her for being a, a co-host on The View, mm-hmm. and maybe others have seen Ghost or The Color Purple. Yeah. Uh, but her um her stand-up comedy career is is pretty underrated. And you know what? I forgot that she was a stand-up comic. You, and you forget about that sometimes. It was like, uh, I can't remember which comedian said this, but he was like, uh, I think it was Mitch Hedberg. And he was like, you know, when you go to Hollywood and you're this successful stand-up comedian, and they're like, all right, you can do comedy, but can you act? Can you write? <laughs> and so it's almost like the stand-up becomes second you know, second fiddle to everything, you know, yeah. you have a few that still do it. Like, you know, like, a, cause I feel like Jerry Seinfeld could be someone who easily could have become that person. But that I think movie he, star. Well, yeah. he, he became a TV, TV star. star. Yeah. But I think he, he always had this love of stand up that he kind of, I mean, hell, every episode started out with him doing stand up. Every episode ended with him doing stand up. So, but like, you almost forget that. Yeah. Whoopi Goldberg was a stand up comedian first. Yeah, like you, 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 you really could forget that. That's yeah, good call. <laughs> um, but uh, as we mentioned, uh, King Herod was is going to be uh, played by Alice Cooper. I'm trying to see if there's any other. Um, let's see if there are any other uh, actors who will be in it. Um, I don't know if they like what kind of what the trend is. For um, like, if it's going to continue to be a trend of taking musicals and putting them on television, I know not everybody gets to use gets to go to see a show. Yeah. Um, let's see if we have any more here. Rock opera, gotta love that. <laughs> um, don't have any other uh, people named for it, but uh, you can look for it on Easter. 2018 you gotta have it cast soon because you know that's in that's in four months you gotta have time to like you know rehearse (laughs) and learn it so uh let's see if that if this will give us the cast uh here we go uh something was updated from last week um nope it still has just john legend alice cooper (laughs) um yeah, that's all I see too. So, uh I guess we'll keep you updated as we find out more about the 
the cast list. Yeah, it seems. Wow, that's it. Yeah, there's a. Uh, huh. That's a. Uh, I hope it's good then. I mean, I mean, I don't know. This <laughs> only have one person cast, and it's premiering, in what roughly four months. Yeah. On April first. Yeah. So basically four months. Like today is the thirtieth. Tomorrow's the thirty first. Four months, two days. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, hope they get it together. Um, <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we've talked about this before with other musicals that um, that have been put on the networks. Uh, Sound of Music, um, which had I can't remember which singer was in Sound of Music. Uh, I know Peter Pan had Allison Williams. I think that's her name. Brian Williams' daughter. Brian Williams' daughter. I don't know her name. She was on Girl. She was in Get Out. I know her. Um, I, I cannot think of her I name. I think it's Allison, her first name. Uh, the Wiz um, Hairspray. Yeah, Allison Williams. Yeah, that's what they've done so far. So, um, yeah, look for that. And the uh, the funny story with John Legend, um, he just turned 39 and they were going to, um, they were in Tokyo, they were going to Tokyo and uh, four hours into, I think it's like an 11 hour flight, maybe longer. Yeah. But uh, it turns out there was an unauthorized passenger on the plane. <laughs> so they had to turn around and Chrissy Teigen live tweeted the whole thing. That that seems like something she'd do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yes, that was just strange that they had to turn, they had to turn around. Didn't he turn 39 on the flight too? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know she tweeted like, why do we all have to turn around? <laughs> like how you just go drop off one passenger? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I thought that was funny. Um, in other news, we have the Golden Globe nominations. And let me pull those back up. Uh, I know we can include, um, we can say Golden Globe nominee Nick Jonas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, that's how they'll introduce him from now on on all the all the hip teen TV shows. <laughs> uh, Nick Jonas, Nick Monson, and Justin Tranter um, did the music and lyrics for the song "Home" from the film Ferdinand. Uh, Mighty River, uh, music by Raphael Sadiq, lyrics by Mary J. Blige, Raphael Sadiq, and Tor Stenson from the film Mudbound, which is on Netflix. Also, congratulations to Mary J. Blige for also being nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Uh, Remember Me, music and lyrics by Kristen Anderson Lopez and Robert Lopez. Uh, you may remember them from writing. Um, they wrote Let It Go from Frozen. And they also co-created The Book of Mormon and Avenue Q. And uh, The Book of Mormon as in like Trey Parker and Matt Stone? Yeah. Okay, interesting. All right, go ahead. <laughs> and, uh, well, uh, Robert Lopez was on that. Okay. Kristen Lopez was not on that one, but he did work with them on that. And, uh, oh, uh, since we were talking about the EGOT, Robert Lopez is the youngest person oh. to have an EGOT. How old is he? He is 42. Okay. 
but he did he won all four in a 10 year span and of course when you google robin lopez you have to make sure you robert robert, robert okay they did robin i was like you gotta <laughs> or you get the player <laughs> um so they wrote the film uh sorry the the song remember me from the film coco uh we have the star uh, music and lyrics by Mariah Carey and Mark Shaman. So she at least knows him. Yeah. <laughs> we, we don't think she knows anybody. Nobody knew at least. Um, oh, yeah. I just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they co-wrote the song The Star from the film The Star, another animated film. So three of these yeah. are from animated films. Huh. And This Is Me. Music and lyrics by Pasek and Paul. That is Binge Pasek and Justin Paul. Uh, they wrote, uh, they won the Oscar last year for Best Original Song and the Golden Globe for City of Stars from La La Land. Which I did not think was a very good song, but I guess it fit the time period. I think this is a better song, honestly, but you know. Just... And they are, uh, I think they are halfway to an EGOT. They uh, they have the Oscar and they won the Tony for their work on Dear Evan Hansen musical. So uh, those are the five nominees for best original song. Um, I played a little bit of each song before we started recording. Uh, who who would get your vote? I don't know. They're all really good. I really like Home um, by Nick Jonas. Uh, Mighty River's pretty good. And so is this is me. Remember me and the star are both kind of forgettable. The star had, like I said, has that kind of nineties, um, ballad type feel to it, but, um, it'd be a tie between this is me home and mighty river, probably edge out between this is me. That's a really good song. Yeah. I think, um, this is me is the, it may be the front runner, mm -hmm. uh, just because of like, these are people who they, well, off of and, name alone. Yeah. yeah. Off of name alone. Uh, this is me and remember me are the, it's going to be between those two. Uh, they've both won this award already mm -hmm. and, um, they have the, they have the, I guess they have the, the star power as writers yeah. and then with the other three songs, their star power as artists. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> So, uh, we will find out, um, let's see when the golden globes actually come on. Yes. The 18th of something January no, 17. Yeah. So it's next week. I got the year, right? <laughs> well, actually it's, um, it's next Sunday, Sunday. next yeah. Sunday. Seth Myers is hosting it. I feel like this is his second time doing it. So we'll find out, uh, next week. All right. Um, Let's get to the charts. So, um, I know we were off for a couple of weeks. <laughs> Has it been a couple of weeks? Yeah. At least 12 days. Uh, well, let's look at the Hot 100. The number one song is Perfect by the most influential artist in black music. Featuring the real most, most influential artist in black music. <laughs> Uh, but he's working like he is trying to be the most influential <laughs> artist in black music. Uh, that is Ed Sheeran and Beyonce, of course. Number two, Rockstar by Post Malone featuring 21 Savage. We found out recently there was a remix or a leaked original version featuring 
um, featuring T-Pain and uh, Joy Badass. Yeah. I wanted to make sure it was like, was it Joey Badass or was it somebody else? Yes. T-Pain and Joey Badass uh, uh, apparently were on the original version, which was scrapped. And uh, Joey Badass says he was in the studio while the song was being made and and wrote some stuff. And Post Malone said, well, he was there, but Mm -hmm. no, he did not write anything. Joey Badass then tweeted, more ghostwriting 2018. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, hey, it, it's like I, I like I said, I'm very interested in the stories of how things are made. Yeah, and that was the original version. I would be, I would understand if uh, Joey Badass and T Pain felt some kind of way. I'm sure, they did. <laughs> Number three is Havana by Camila Cabello featuring Young Thug. Number four, Gucci Gang by Lil Pump. Number five, No Limit by G Easy, featuring ASAP Rocky and loving hip hop legend Cardi B. <laughs> he no. looks like a hipster rapper right here, G Easy. G Easy. He's got like the like the hipster haircut and the short sleeve shirt, and he's got like half one, tucked in. Yeah, shirt. like Kanye. Like he's he's kind of a hipster. Uh, number six. Thunder by the retired 2K legends, but they'll probably be unretired by next season. Yeah. Number seven, Motorsport by Migos, Nicki Minaj, and loving hip hop legend Cardi B. <laughs> she ain't gonna, never mind, I'm gonna stop. <laughs> <laughs> Number eight, Too Good at Goodbyes by Sam Smith. Number nine, All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. 20 years later, man. <laughs> Still there. And number 10, Bad at Love by Halsey. Good for her. So, um, let's see whether any debuts. Uh, well, you we were talking about the most influential artists in black music, really trying. Number 11 is actually a River by Eminem featuring Ed Sheeran. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, he is everywhere. <laughs> All right, so that is the top 10 songs. Let's look at the top 10 albums debuting at number one, Revival by Eminem. Um, I've heard a lot of good things. Yeah, I'll probably check it out. I haven't checked it out yet, but I've you know, Eminem things. did say recently that he's been chasing. Um, he's been chasing the Marshall Mathers LP. Really? like trying to chase the success or the, the artistry that came from that. Hmm. Uh, he didn't really care for encore and, um, what was on encore? I think it was, uh, that guess who's back. I think, uh, I think okay. that was on encore. Can I get an encore? No, that was, that's just Jay-Z. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think he, he didn't care for encore and he didn't care for, I think relapse. I kind of, well, I'm trying to think if I like relapse or was it, um, cause relapse is when he said he was, he was his most drugged up. Then I'm not relapse. Did they have monster on it? I think that was on recovery. The recovery. Okay. I know there was yeah, relapse and recovery relapse Eminem album. Oh, okay. I remember they had that crack a bottle. 
Yeah. Recovery was much better. Recovery had um, Cinderella Man, Not Afraid, Love the Way You Lie. Yeah. Um, you Can Sound the Alarm. The song with Pink. What was that called? Won't Back Down. Won't Back Down. Much better album. Yeah. Recovery was much better. Relapse was. That's what I was thinking of. Even Crack a Bottle was number one on the Hot 100. Yeah. It debuted there. But I think it was just like, oh, it's Dr. Dre and Eminem mm-hmm. and 50 Cent all together. So Encore <laughs> had Just Lose It. That was an awful song. <laughs> just Lose It. It had uh, like Toy Soldiers. Yeah, that was not a good album. Uh, like that was that was one of those him making Just Lose It. I yeah. feel like this. Um, I was watching. I think it was a clip from the Defiant ones. I'm I'm gonna finish watching that and mm-hmm. we can talk about it. But uh, when Eminem uh, met Dr. Dre, like how he was discovered, you know, through the Rap Olympics and. When they met within the first five minutes, my name is is being created. Really? Because uh, Dr. Dre already made the beat. Okay. So he's like, uh, he started playing it. He's like, yeah, this is something that I've, that I've been working on. Starts playing it, and immediately Eminem has, hi, my name is <laughs> like immediately. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, and they hadn't he hadn't been signed anywhere yet. Yeah. So uh the that was the first song they made together. And when the Marshall Mathers uh LP came out, the record company wanted another My Name Is. Mm-hmm. And that's when the Real Slim Shady comes up. And that was the la the Real Slim Shady was the last song made for, for that record, Marshall yeah. Mathers LP. Just Lose It was the last song made for Encore. I can believe it. So, um, yeah, Red Cummings wanted another My Name Is, but that was just a, that was a song they were just playing around with and it turned into something. Yeah. It was just a coincidence. That's funny. <laughs> uh, to continue down this list, number two, uh, Reputation by the Fake News of Pop Music. Number three, The Beautiful and Damned by g Easy. The... Uh, number four is Divide by the most influential artist in black music. Number five, A Pentatonix Christmas. Back. Another right. <laughs> uh, number six, Pressure by Jeezy, formerly known as Young Jeezy. Oh, he dropped the young? He dropped the young. I guess he's old Jeezy now. <laughs> Adult Jeezy. Mid- middle-aged Jeezy. <laughs> <laughs> number seven, the thrill, of, the thrill of It All by Sam Smith. Number eight, what Makes You Country by Luke Bryan, which was actually number one last week. Hmm. Okay. And the Georgia Boy right there. Number nine, The Anthology Part One, The First Five Years by Garth Brooks. And number 10, From a Room, Volume Two by Chris Stapleton. I like him. He's got a good voice. Uh, Young Jeezy. Well, formerly Young Jeezy. <laughs> regular Jeezy. Uh, debut is debuting at number six with mm-hmm. his album Pressure. And the beautiful and damned by G Easy <laughs> is debuting at number three. What is his real name? Is it Gerald? Gary? I don't know. <laughs> I have to know now because it's got to be. It's got to be something with that in there. Ger- Gerard. Oh snap! I was right. Gerald. <laughs> Gerald. <laughs> Gerald Easy. <laughs> Gerald Earl Gilliam from Oaktown. What's up? Represent for Oakland. All right, and the Artist 100, 
Well, he released an album, so he's number one, Eminem. (laughs) (laughs) Number two uh, is the most influential artist in black music. He was number one last week. Number three, the fake news of pop music. She was number two last week. Number four, Post Malone. Number five last week. Number five this week is Pentatonix. And number number three last week. Number six, G Easy. Number um, <laughs> Gerald Easy. Gerald Easy. <laughs> uh, number seven, the retired 2K Legends. Number eight, Sam Smith. Number nine, the real most influential <laughs> artist of black music. And number 10 is Halsey. So that will do it for the uh, charts. Um, I need to hear. Um, so they have under here for g Easy's genres, hyphy, I guess. And I don't know if he's actually, if he's actually he done, done it. Or I, yeah. if they're just saying it because he's from California. They're just saying it because he's from Oakland. From Oak, yeah. If the hyphy play, I'm wondering if they're just saying it just because he's from there. Maybe he had like early mixtapes that were hyphy. I don't know, but that's just funny because it's got to be early mixtapes because yeah. nothing he's done. He ain't done nothing hyphy. No, <laughs> n- not any. Not on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, well, I have nothing else to discuss as far as news goes. No. Uh, there are some pictures from the. Mary Poppins returns. Um, and uh, we were looking at, uh, we're looking at the, from the, the greatest showman, the director of the greatest showman is slated to direct the, uh, a biopic about Elton John. And we were discussing who would play Elton John. Uh, there were a lot of names out there. Mm-hmm. If they haven't narrowed it down, this movie's probably not going to be made for at least another three years. Yeah. Cause I've, I mean, some of the lists I was looking at were as far back as 2010, 2011. So, yeah. Um, I know a few, like one name tossed around was Ewan McGregor, which I mean, 10 years ago probably would have made a little bit more sense. He's a little old now. Um, who else was on there? I think what Jamie bell, Emil Hirsch. Some of the names were just like, uh, no, uh, James McAvoy. Yeah. Tom Hardy. Yeah. He's, he's too big. Neil Patrick <laughs> Harris. <laughs> Jared Leto. Jared Leto, who I think will just try really, really hard and he, he'll just be annoyed. He'd be drugged out. <laughs> drugged out Elton John. <laughs> um, a matter, well, he's he's yeah. bisexual, right? So Jared pro- Leto? Yeah. So he probably no. just... I thought he was. Or is he... Oh. No. Well, he'd become bisexual for this role. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he would be. He is, he is like a less talented Daniel Day-Lewis. I don't know. If, I feel like that's kind of an insult because Daniel Day-Lewis is very talented. So to be a less talented Daniel Day-Lewis means you're still pretty talented. But yeah. I feel like that'd be an insult to him because he probably <laughs> thinks he's as talented as Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> he's just like, no, man, he's just had better scripts. Okay, Jared. Okay. I wonder how, 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 when was the role ever off? If the role was offered to Daniel Day-Lewis, I think like every role is offered to Daniel Day-Lewis. With the with like the no knowledge that he will likely turn it down. Yeah, but you know you can say that. Yeah, we called up Daniel Day Lewis. Like you never had a chance. There was a um, there was some parody. I think because like it was like right when Lincoln came out. Yeah. Um, they had like uh, a movie being made about Barack Obama being played by <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis. Tropic Thunder come to life. It was Barack Obama. He's like, hi, I'm Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> 
oh man, I don't break, I don't break character to the DVD commentary. Like I could, that's it. God, does Tropic Thunder come to life basically? Yeah. Yeah. It's like this, like coming this fall, Martin Luther King played by <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis. I have a dream. <laughs> oh God. I could see him, but then again, it's just Tropic Thunder. He'd, he'd be up to the challenge, but I mean, no, it would, no. What would be interesting, and then it would just piss off black people at the same time, is if a movie was made like that with like Daniel Day Lewis as as Martin Luther King, <laughs> and and or Sean Penn as like Malcolm, Malcolm X, X. <laughs> just because he's like he he pro- he's he's definitely someone who thinks he's better than Daniel Day Lewis. So then you have. Just guessing. But he tried. He tries so hard because he's trying to be the best actor of all time. While Daniel Day Lewis is just being an actor. method and yeah. being an actor. So basically, any scene between them, Sean Penn's going like as hard as he can. <laughs> like he's like throwing things and breaking stuff to seem like he's more passionate. <laughs> Meanwhile, Daniel Day Lewis is just you know acting. Like yeah. he's just. There's like, what did you do to prepare the role? He's like, well, you know, I, I listened to speeches and I went and talked to people in the black community. Meanwhile, Sean Penn's like, I joined the Nation of Islam. <laughs> joined the Nation of Islam. I tried to talk to Louis Farrakhan. He 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 avoided me the whole time. Oh God, I got shot. I just. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. Sean I tried Penn. to call Denzel Washington to get his advice. <laughs> He, he just looked at me. He just made this look. On, he had this look on his face. He just said, I guarantee you, you will fail. Because <laughs> it guarantees something every time. That, that's Sean. Then that's Sean Penn, you know. Um, aptly parodied in. Well, I don't know. Do you think they were parodying more Daniel Day Lewis or Sean Penn or a mix in Tropic Thunder? I, I think it was a mix. Uh, like I think it was a mix of Daniel Day Lewis because of how deep he gets into character. Yeah. And Sean Penn as far as how aggressive he is with is the and getting into character. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Just when he said, I don't break character into the DVD commentary. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty funny. Uh, if y'all haven't seen Tropic Thunder, yes, um, please go. I don't see know it. what's wrong with you, but yeah. you should see it. It's on Netflix. Yeah, it is actually. Yeah. Maybe I'll watch it tomorrow. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, that'll do it for our our music news. Not a lot happened. Nah. Not even the, the like taking an, another week off. Yeah, <laughs> not a lot's been going on. Well, they're on they're on vacation too. Yeah, <laughs> they're on break. <laughs> um, but we will be able to talk about the Golden Globes uh, on our next episode. Yeah. All right. So uh, Ben, why don't you tell us about your earworm of the week? All right. So another song uh, suggested to me by. Spotify. Well, actually, not this song, but this band. It was another song of theirs um, called A Night and the, at the Spleen <laughs> was the name of the song they suggested, which is a good song. But then I heard this one, too. <clears throat> it's called Seeds of Gold. Um, it's by a band called Closure in Moscow. They're like a um, they're a, um, Australian prog band. But you couldn't tell from this song, like some of their other songs you can tell. But I think they were trying to go a little more pop on this one. It's a really good song. All right. And there's some kids right outside the door. Merry <laughs> Christmas, kids. <laughs> so this is uh, this is Seeds of Gold by Closure in Moscow from their album, Pink Lemonade. Yeah. And 
We'll be right back. That is Seeds of Gold by Closure in Moscow from Very their album funky. Pink Lemonade. Came out in 2014. So they're from Australia? Yeah, they're from Australia. Australia or New Zealand, one of the, one of the two. I feel like they're one and the same. I'm pretty sure someone from either one of those places would not agree with that. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's like saying Canada and America are one and the same. Some people say that. Yeah, they're from Australia. They're from Melbourne. Okay. Yeah, some people think like, yeah, big, like if from Toronto, you're kind of American. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, yeah. Canada's little America. <laughs> <laughs> America is big Canada. Like they just not exactly. Nah. <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, we started the show with um, a mashup. Uh, it's a DJ, DJ Earworm. He's done it at least the last nine years. Make United State of Pop, <laughs> basically uh, mashing up all of the hits of mm-hmm. the year, and uh, his his DJ name inspired our like yeah. our BTCYC earworm of the week <clears throat> um, came from his DJ name. Um, so for this episode, as if you saw on our Facebook page, we're going to give out our own awards. We don't have a name for these. Hmm. Yeah, we don't. Do we call the the Because Awards? Why not? Yeah. The Because Awards. (laughs) (laughs) B-E-C-U-Z. Because Awards. Yeah. 
are the the becauses. <laughs> the becauses. It's like, oh man, I, I like that. I want to win one of those becauses. Like, oh, okay, yeah, the becauses. The becauses. Um, but if you're if you're in a certain game, you can't pronounce it that way. You have to say the babuzzies. The oh yeah, <laughs> Bompton babuzzies, man. Um, so yeah, the looking becauses. at you, Shug. <laughs> no, I'm not looking at you, Shug. I'm just kidding, man. No, Please don't hurt no. me. Please. I mean, he probably won't have the opportunity, but um, nonetheless. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> don't take no chances. <laughs> the becauses. Um. And just before we get started, because I just saw this come up on my screen, we we talked a little bit about the uh, on our last episode with the K-pop uh, groups mm-hmm. um, going through some stuff. Hell, <laughs> <laughs> um, BTS is like they're they're crossing over. Mm-hmm. Of course, they I think they won a couple of Billboard Music Awards earlier this year. I think they're performing it for New Year's Eve. Okay. Um, on the Rockin' New Year's Eve. Oh, I still want to call it Dick Clark's Rockin' New Year's but Eve. Who is it? Is it Ryan Seacrest? Seacrest. Yeah. That dude's <laughs> hand over fist. <laughs> just, just money to burn. <laughs> He's doing it all, man. Yeah. Um, but they're performing for that. Okay. So I'm wondering, because of the American success and mm-hmm. popularity, <clears throat> Are they making money now? God, I hope so. Like, personally, are they making money? <laughs> or is it because of their contract, their, the management team is making all of the money? Who knows? I hope they're making something. Because they're pimping them out over here. They're everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, yeah, I just saw them on my screen and it just made me think of that. You know, there is a, um, on that list that I sent you, one of the things on there is K-pop. And it says apparently there's an all there's a um, K-pop group that's exclusively non-Korean. So I'm like, so it's not K-pop, then it's just pop. <laughs> well, are, are they singing in Korean? I don't know. That'd be impressive. If so, keep doing that. That's pretty impressive. If you have, if it's if it's nothing but Americans singing in Korean. <laughs> I saw this uh, this video. I, it was like an American Idol X Factor type thing. Yeah. And the it was a meme, and the the caption said, "When you want to impress your Asian crush," and there was this black guy <laughs> singing. I don't know if it, I don't know if it was it was if it was in Korean or Japanese, mm-hmm. but he was singing in that language. Oh wow! It was th- this ballad, and it sounded really good. I don't I I don't know what he was saying, but it sounded <laughs> really good. And all the judges were like, just jaws dropped. Yeah. <laughs> now I want to know, and I, I need to look into that then to see if they because that's that'd be pretty impressive if they're singing in Korean. Then I would say, don't stop doing that. Continue doing it and teach others. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, because um, I thought that's what you were going to bring up. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Within the last uh, few minutes, we have named our awards uh, <laughs> the Bikazis. <because-ies. laughs> so um, we're going to go with. Um, yeah, what, which which one do we want to do first? Uh, why, why don't you pick? We can go. We can go with Songmaker. That could be the Songmaker. Yeah. Okay, so Songmaker of the Year. This is this goes to would go to um, an artist, a producer, a songwriter, just someone who had who seemed to have their fingerprints 
on multiple hit songs. Yes. That's a good way of looking at it. Do we have the same one? We do. Okay. We do have the same one. And uh, I'll play one of the songs that uh, he was featured on. So our song maker of the year, we both have the same one. It is Justin Bieber. Yes. Uh, Justin Bieber this year, um, he was, he had a, <clears throat> quite a number of uh, hit songs. He was on I'm the One from uh, with uh, DJ Khaled. Uh, that song also featured um, Quavo, Quavo yeah. Chance the Rapper, and Lil Wayne. Yeah. Uh, he was uh, on the song of the summer. Yeah. Probably the song the of the year. year. Yeah. Uh, Despacito, the remix, which was the remix was the, <laughs> uh, the, the hit song in America, at yeah. least with, uh, Luis Fonzie and daddy Yankee. Uh, he was on the song to you with David Guetta. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he also did a song friends with an artist named blood pop. Um, and then, you know, people was you were still hearing Love Yourself <laughs> and Sorry from, yeah. from his album Purpose on the radio even this year. Yeah, he's had two really good years in a row. So then we let's play one of his uh we'll play I'm the one and uh Yeah, it almost is like whatever he touched instantly, you know, just yeah. <clears throat> so um so what made you his what made him your choice for song maker of the year what he did to Despacito <laughs> I mean that song doesn't I mean like maybe worldwide it becomes what it is without him but in the United States where I mean and let's just be real a lot of artists want to break into the United States because we have so much disposable income it doesn't do what it did in the United States without Justin Bieber on it it wasn't really climbing the charts when it was just Luis Fonzi and Daddy Yankee, maybe in um, you know South America, Central America, maybe even parts of Europe, it, it might have been climbing. But like in the United States, until he when he gets on it, then it becomes a different game. Just like the song Mijente, you know, Beyonce gets on it, it becomes a it becomes a genuine hit, but doesn't go as nearly as big as you know as Despacito does with Justin Bieber. I mean, that was just yeah. I think because Despacito came first. Yeah. I think that's the only reason why it, you know, it didn't like dominate the summer. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you have a song that's already dominating the summer, um, I think another, another, I don't think it's a similar song, but kind of like the same formula. Yeah. Uh, it's not going to do as well, even mm-hmm. though it would have been if it was, if it, you know, came out a few months earlier. <laughs> yeah. Now we'll say too, it was not as strong of a year this year for producers. There was no real dominant producer or songwriter this year. <clears throat> that did a ton. I mean, you had your some people, but like it was kind of all there over was, the place. There were some. There were some who got a lot of work. Yeah. Oh, I feel Benny Blanco and Saya. Yeah. Get a lot of work, <laughs> but um, I think, uh, and it wasn't why I why I would why I also chose chose Bieber is what he did for Despacito. Like I'm looking at like just the Spotify plays, the original version. 755 million plays. Mm-hmm. That's still a lot. Yeah. <laughs> the remix with Bieber, 967 million plays. Approaching a billion. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, just the the international um, the international appeal of it. Yeah. Uh, put it over the top. 
and then like it was a number one song this song i'm the one was a number one song i think to you was a top 10 yeah uh friends may have also been top 10 so uh he had his it wasn't he and purpose came out last year yeah so just having his uh his fingerprints being a, just being a feature on a song mm-hmm. uh was, was enough yeah you know and and ever a lot of artists have that time to where if they're featured on something it just blows it up it can blow up yeah. at a time like chris every chris brown song mm-hmm. that he was featured on t-pain had that mm-hmm. for a while Akon had that Akon, for a while. Akon was, remember Akon? Akon was the he was the original T Pain, if you will. <laughs> then he found T Pain, and next thing you know, T Pain is the Akon, <laughs> and just can get on a track. So yeah, uh, that's why uh, you know having that kind of impact. Uh, that's why Bieber is a uh, song maker of the year. Yeah, we'll accept the award on his behalf. <laughs> <laughs> we'll send it up to Canada. A eh? does he still say A? Eh? Did he let that go? <laughs> um, he he probably he been in L.A. for a long time. L.A. L.A. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, what what award do you want to do next? Just because I know this will be funny to talk about, we can go with the WTF moment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the WTF moment of the year, uh, something that happened uh, related to music that was just so. Over the top. just oh over the top, so bizarre, so strange, uh, and hilarious. Yes, uh, we've talked about this on multiple episodes this yes. year. Uh, it doesn't seem like it was. Wow, this happened back in April, April see, May. Wow, it's, it feels like it was five years ago, <laughs> <laughs> but it was eight months ago, <laughs> and that is the fiasco at the fire festival. I was going to say Ja Rule presents ja Rule. the fire <laughs> So uh, the fire festival, um, for those who somehow are not familiar, uh, it was a, a music festival that was going to, that was to take place in the Bahamas yeah. uh, in April. And uh, it was supposed to be this luxury, yeah. um, you know, you go, you fly down to the Bahamas, you, you sleep in a cabana. Yeah, like nice, and not just any cabana, like nice cabanas. Yeah. Um, just Google the pictures, too. Like, they're, it it looked too good to be true. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it was supposed to be this luxurious vacation slash music festival. Uh, and it was a disaster. Yeah, um, they just, they couldn't deliver what they promised. They couldn't deliver. Uh, poor time management. Yeah, <laughs> so they tried to put the whole thing together in six weeks. Yeah, to where they needed at least a year. Yeah, to to do something like that. And many of the people who did work on it with them said that they tried to tell them that you know that yeah. we're over budget and under time. Like we just we can't do this. Um, and of course, I'm looking at the picture, the infamous cheese sandwiches. The, the- <laughs> um, <laughs> sandwich of shame <laughs> um it's like what that, kinda, that, you know, that podcast it said uh it looks like a sandwich of a sandwich <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it's just the the whole thing you know the they get down there and they're in basically like fema tents you know like it's fema tents and, and plastic folding chairs yeah it just was not what it was supposed to be and honestly the images have overtaken 
like now you can't even really find what it was supposed to look like. Yeah. Like I'm trying to find those pictures, but now all you see are the relief tents. You see the, um, the, the island and how, like how the landscape was just so poor. Like it wasn't even a real beach. It was just rocks. It was just. Well, yeah. Like, like you said, when the, um, the talent producer, when she first got there, she just saw gravel and yeah. a couple of forklifts yeah. or bulldozers or they something. hadn't even started tilling the land. Like they hadn't yeah. prepared it or, or anything. It was just, it was, it was a complete, just, yeah, it was bad. And, um, the, I mean, we know John, like I've already forgotten the other dude's name. I shouldn't Billy forget McFarlane. Billy McFarlane. I should not have forgotten that guy's name because it's really on him. Like yeah. Ja Rule was, was just kind of just along for the ride. Yeah. Uh, he, he needed a, uh, yeah, he needed a face and that's who he, he got him a few at like Bella Hadid who I have to, sh- yeah. have you seen that funny video of her with the shoes? No. I'll have to show that later. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they basically, he duped these people into, you know, let's be legends. <laughs> that speech. <laughs> let's well, yeah, that, yeah, well, I don't, uh, well, it wasn't him who said it. Yeah, it was but, so it's just like, let's just do it and be legends, man. <laughs> With that movie, is, and we talk about the, like, yeah, if the there's cast. a Seth Rogen movie, the guy who says that line James, has James to Frank. be James Franco. After seeing him do <laughs> the disaster artist. Oh yeah. He's born to do this. He was born to do this. After seeing him do that and, um, the interview. Yeah. This, this has James Franco written all over it. Um, I don't know who Seth Rogen plays, but like, it's just, yeah. he, may, he may play one of the, you know, producers or anything, but I know for that movie, James Franco says he may be just in there just to say that line. <laughs> it's got to be him, though. And they should get his who looks just like him, his brother. Dave Franco. Dave, Fr- Dave Franco. Yeah. Yes, they should he'll get be, him. He'll be in it somehow, too. Yeah. And the Ja Rule character should be played by 50 Cent. Yeah, I could see that happening. <laughs> I'm thinking also if they would want to bring in um, Vince Vaughn, maybe to do a role. I don't know. I just it's whoever comes in this movie. It will be funny. Um, so long as, you know, if you're listening, James Franco says that line at some point, like, <laughs> even if you want to give this producer person a bigger role in the movie, just so you have a reason to have James Franco there, just do it, you know, just do it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, what more is there to say that hasn't been said? I mean, like, I'm looking, I'm, I'm like, maybe, um, like a few thousand results down, I still cannot find what this was supposed to look like. If you go to the website, it's just, a, it's just like advertising vacations now. Like it's, they're trying to erase everything. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't say that I blame them because the first page is like a porta potty. That's the first picture, a porta potty and some white tents in the background. <laughs> that's the first picture. Well, there was that, that's what it was. I mean, the, what it's supposed to look like. I think that was just some, uh, some CGI or, you know, something, just some, just some animation yeah, uh, that was made. So, and I mean, this was supposed to be luxury. Like you were paying a pretty penny to get down here. So the people who went down there probably pissed, like they spent a lot of money to go here. Some people spent uh, 10,000. Some people spent a quarter million. Yeah. And they're all in those FEMA tents (laughs) (laughs) with these, the saddest cheese sandwiches Snitch. of all time. It was like a cheese sandwich and like a salad. 
it, but it, like it well, wasn't you know, a diced tomato, it's just a whole it, tomato. It wasn't really a, a sandwich because it was just one piece of bread. It's so sad, you a know? triangle of a bread. So like, <laughs> it it kind of makes you wonder, like, whose idea was it for the che- like they couldn't afford turkey. <laughs> like, they, you know, like I'd be upset. Like that'd be my gripe. Like y'all couldn't afford no turkey. Like this, the best y'all could do. No ham. You got a microwave so I can at least grill this cheese. <laughs> I mean, maybe they they just like let's be it. Someone probably said, yeah, we probably got to have like gluten free stuff. So that was the most gluten free, but mm-hmm. also commonly eaten thing they could put together. Yeah. Um. So yeah, fire festival was uh. Ugh. It was, um, it was, uh, well, it was, it was just funny to, to read about it was very like funny. how I feel like we could put together a, a, music, better, a yeah. better festival. Yeah. <laughs> we get some local bands, you know? Yeah. See if we can get tragic tone back together. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. I went there. See if David Pippen will play. He, uh. He probably want a headline. <laughs> but, okay, which band would you play with, though? I don't know. I could play with either um, Sunset Love Affair. I could play with The List. No, not The List, because that one died. Or, if by chance. Or I could play with uh, Token White. <clears throat> I don't know. What about uh, what about Cookies and Cream? <laughs> oh, man. If I could get Trent off a tour <laughs> and Ryan Barber, yeah, I could do Cookies and Cream. Um really throwing an obscure band out there wet paint i think i did like two shows with them uh chris was convinced their drummer was on meth (laughs) 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 the drummer the guitar player he was he was convinced they were on meth when we went there to one practice he came with with me they were passing around moonshine (laughs) like it was i'm pretty sure i was practicing with some dudes in backwoods in a shed like behind a house I don't know what I was getting myself into. Oh yeah, I forgot about six dice. I forgot about six dice. The old dudes, yeah, with the uh, with the alcoholic guitar player. <laughs> Man, what was I doing back then? <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Um, so yeah, so um, that's our WTF moment of the year. Uh, which one do you want to do next? Artist. All right, artist of the year. Which you give your artist of the year? So I wrestled with this one between two people. Um, ultimately decided to go with Migos, um, a, because of where they've come from. They're from Atlanta. Well, Lawrenceville, Lawrenceville. Yeah. Lawrenceville went to Burkmar high school. Um, Greg shared a fact with me today that Quavo was a, a quarterback and apparently a very good one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know how good of a football history they have, but I do know that, um, I they think, were really I good at basketball. No, Burkmar. I think they, they're normally pretty good. Lawrence, like Gwinnett County, though, has all the good teams. Um, that's where Park View was that had the really good football team. Um, Duluth High School, of course, home of Brian McCann. Uh, one of our uh, guests we had on, on the show, Matt Bannister, who played baseball at Duluth High School, said that he played with Brian McCann. And you could yeah. tell early on he was going to be good. <laughs> he was just effortlessly shagging home runs. Um so yeah, but Migos, I mean, they you know they went from Fight Night to to Bad and Bougie to um what was the name of this well, the album Versace also Versace 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 and Hannah Montana, um which I still think um Gucci Yang is kind of 
ripping that off. Because mm. all the Hannah Montana, Hannah Montana, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang. Like, they're just, it kind of feels like the same thing. Um, just find, find something that sounds catchy and just, and just repeat, repeat it. it. Yeah, basically. Um, and I and I don't want to separate them, but I almost kind of feel like, you know, in addition to Justin Bieber, you could almost put Quavo in that songmaker category because Quavo was also everywhere. And I do think he is the driving force. We, we talked about this before. Yeah. Quavo's the driving force of, of the Migos. Um, he is the, the brains behind the operation, the talent, if you want to say that. And um, I think it's kind of interesting to hear where they're going. Will he break out on his own? I think it's only a matter of time before he does a solo record. He did that one album with um, 21 Savage, didn't he? He did an album with... Or was that uh, Offset? They did that. He did the album with um, Travis Scott. Travis Scott, yes, yes. So I think it's only really a matter of time before he does go solo. Um, you can call him... They're just they're Justin Timberlake. They're Sting. They're um, Jordan Knight. Although I don't want him to fail. Jordan Knight didn't really do too much. <laughs> Um, but out of Jordan Knight, we got Robin Thicke. So, hey. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to see where he goes. But, I mean, they've really been very hard at work this year. And they've been, as a group, they've been everywhere. Like, they've put out a lot of stuff. And I feel like Bad and Bougie kind of kicked it off. And then next thing you know, they're on, like, every song you can think of in some form or fashion. Even if it's just Quavo, they got on a Katy Perry song. Um, they got it. They're doing a song now with Cardi B. Was it Offset was about to marry her and then he cheated on her? Um, I think they're, they got back together. They got back together. Yeah. All's fair in love and hip hop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, it was, and it, I mean, close second to Ed Sheeran, who I do feel had a really big year with his album. Um, we always joke that, you know, about the British. He's now, to be fair, he has never claimed to be the most important artist in black music he's not made that claim that was a claim that was made i guess on his behalf i don't even know I, i'd it be was, curious it was to see british, what he thinks a british uh, uh magazine yeah article yeah that apparently no one takes seriously so i can imagine he probably is like whatever that's a bad accent but um but he also worked hard he you know really big album um big singles and then of course closes out the year with the duet with beyonce um, so he's working hard too, but I, I etched it out on Migos, giving them the hometown, the hometown discount, so to speak, because they are from Atlanta. Um, and I just feel like they worked just a little harder. Like, I mean, Ed Sheeran worked hard. He'll probably work a lot, a little bit harder in 2018, but like Migos was just everywhere, man. Like they were, and I'm not a huge fan, but like I cannot deny the amount of work they put in this year to bold and to, and you know, to bolster their name. All right. So uh your artist of the year Amigos. Yes. All right. And uh I think what I think what really like what really kind of set off everything for them mm-hmm. was Donald Glover shouting them out at the Golden Globes. Yes, he did do that. Yeah, yeah. They yeah, were, I forgot uh, about that. They had their cameo on an episode of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um and him shouting them out, uh, and I know no one in the audience knew who they were. Well, no one who who wasn't black, yeah, knew who they like were. I knew who they were. I mean, I we knew Fight. Oh, I don't know about you. I, I was kind of a fan of Fight Night. I knew them from Versace. That's why I first heard okay. Them. Yeah, I knew them from Fight Night and Handsome and Wealthy. Those are the two songs <laughs> uh, that I heard played a lot. Yes. All right. So my artist of the year, um, to he's. 
he's the closest we're going to get if we had to get an, if we wanted another prince mm-hmm. and that is Bruno Mars yes uh, so I'll play um, actually his most popular song that came out this year was hey. that's what I like so this is the 10,000th time I've heard this this year <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, just the I was I was kind of I I did criticize him early on because it seemed like he didn't have he didn't have an identity. I wasn't sure if he had one because mm-hmm. his song sounded like somebody else. Yeah. Um and it didn't really seem like there was a lot of depth. Yeah. Um and I especially I didn't think that so much on doo-wops and hooligans, mm-hmm. um, but on on Earth on Orthodox jukebox. Yeah, you definitely heard it from the first song. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this song sounds the poli- sounds like the police. Yeah. This song sounds like. Um, this song sounds like something Billy Joel or Elton mm-hmm. John would have done, or this song sounds like. Uh, what did Treasure sound like? Um, Treasure sounded like just. I don't sound like like hip hop, like '90s R&B, '80s R&B. Yeah, like I'm trying to think. It could have been like a throwaway track from Bad, maybe. Like I could play well, Treasure. Treasure. It would have been a throwaway track from like Off the Wall. Off. Okay, I could hear that too. But early Michael Jackson is is kind of yeah. what it sounded like to me. Um, and then of course you know Uptown Funk comes out and. He's the more stand the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with 24 karat magic, uh, I think for me and maybe for you just to have an appreciation mm-hmm. for nineties R and B and especially new Jack swing. Yeah. He made a new Jack swing album. Yeah. And I know there are a lot of people thinking he's doing something new. Like, no, he's just being, it's a throwback. He, he, it's a throwback. Like, yeah. and, and that's, that's, I can appreciate that a yeah. little more, you know. I, I mm-hmm. won't criticize him as much anymore because, like, he just has an appreciation for um, what music was, yeah, and kind of wants to bring that back. Um, kind of say the same thing about like Mark Ronson. He likes stuff from like the '60s. Oh, he likes that stack soul, that and, Memphis and soul, the, the, the stack sound. You know, yeah. Isaac, Isaac Hayes or, or Curtis Mayfield. Yeah. You know. Um, Booker T and the MGs. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what you know. That's 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 what his music always sounds like. Yeah, and with uh, Bruno Mars, he kind of has that appreciation that you know that late seventies to early nineties mm-hmm. um, R and B music. And like I said, he made a new Jack Swing. I'm like these songs like. It like, sounds like stuff that Bobby Brown and Guy yeah. and Keith Sweat would Versace make. on the Floor sounded like a Johnny Gill song. Yeah. <laughs> I could hear Johnny Gill singing Versace on the Floor, and I bet he would tear it up. Like, if you, like imagine going back in time and giving <laughs> that to a young Johnny Gill. <laughs> like, my goodness. But we had to wait a while to get it. <laughs> or uh, not even just Johnny Gill. Give it to... Give it to Bobby Brown. Mm-hmm. Ralph Tresvent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would that song have been on Living in the Dream? Probably. <laughs> the the Probably. Ralph Tresvent album. Or, or maybe Bruno Mars is a time traveler. And he heard 
Versace on the floor. And it was like, I got you. And like Ralph Tresman's just like steaming because he was, he, how did he, he know? So, <laughs> no, so he heard Versace on the floor, then traveled again to before Versace on uh, the floor was He written. terminated it. <laughs> exactly. T-100. <laughs> Sent someone back to, to kill the songwriter that wrote Versace on the floor before it gets written. So he gets all the credit for it. He is. He no, is. He, he didn't know. So you don't have to kill anyone if you're a songwriting Terminator. You just have to go back before then, write it first, so that changes the space-time continuum to where that person doesn't think of that song, and then you take it to the future. So is Arnold involved in this? Arnold, <laughs> did he send him back? And 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 who was the kid that played John Connor? I can't even think of his name. Uh, Edward Furlong. Yes, was he there too? He was like. I'm sorry. I, I love these movies. So like, I'm just going in the, I was about to say Christian Bale, but he was, um, older. He was John older Connor. John Connor. Yeah. I totally, I forgot about that one at first that he was in it. I never saw it. I, the only, actually the only one I've seen is judgment day. That's the only For real? one of the series. I've the seen. first one's pretty good. It holds up. Granted, I saw it about 10 years ago, so I didn't see any of these earlier. The, the, the funny thing I know about the, about the very first one is that, before it went to Arnold Schwarzenegger, when it took a lot of like convincing mm-hmm. James Cameron to <laughs> cast Arnold Schwarzenegger, dude can barely talk. <laughs> who he wanted to get was O.J. Simpson. Oh no, he wanted O.J. Sim- like he spent the Simpson- whole movie trying to kill someone. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, Maybe James Cameron saw it first. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. They wanted to get O.J. Simpson, but they decided against it because they thought. He was too nice. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, back then he was a nice guy. Um, you know, unless you were cheating on him, then he was not a nice guy. <laughs> so that's what they should have said. Like, all right, so you're going back in time to kill a woman who cheated on you. And there's the fire in his eyes. Just, <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's interesting, though. Um, and if you think about that, too, ladies and gentlemen, the person who made Terminator also made Titanic. And Avatar. Yeah. He's got range, people. He's got range. <laughs> did he make the second T? Um, did he make T2? Yep. Damn, he's got range, man. He he had already, I think, like, right after the first one, mm-hmm. he had written the second one. But for what he wanted to do, yeah, he, he had, had to wait for technology. Catch up. And it was he, very highly technical at the time when he did it. When he, uh, when he was doing Titanic, he had already written Avatar. Just had to wait. It's got to wait. Like, got to wait for time. Is he a time traveler? Like, he got stuck in the past. <laughs> couldn't get back. He's like, we can't do that liquid thing yet. Damn it. I got to wait. Okay. I'll wait. <laughs> Sit on this script. Um, so, well, okay. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, how do we go from that to that? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, what do you want to do next? Um, I guess we can do song of the album. That's how they had to do it in the Grammys, right? <laughs> yeah. So we'll do song of the year. And uh, why don't you tell the people about your song of the year? Wrestled with this one, too. Wrestled with this one. Um, some of my runners up were um, Helpless, John Mayer, which was a really good al- which really good song. Okay album, The Search for Everything. Um, I really liked Echo Smith's um, Goodbye, which was a song that's one of your earworms that um, would have been one of mine, but I didn't want to repeat. Um, very, very good song. <clears throat> and then also Neck Deep's um, In Bloom, which is not a cover of um, Nirvana's In Bloom. It's an original song. Really good. But settled on this one because it was the bigger hit. And I felt like it, you know, changed the rhythm. 
um, Katy Perry featuring Skip Marley, who is, is he one of the sons of Bob Marley? Or is he a um, nephew or something? I can I never remember. He, I, I feel like Bob Marley had a lot of kids, but probably not as many as Grandson of Bob Marley. Grandson. Yes, grandson. So he is related. You never just want to say anyone with the last name Marley that is black is related to Bob Marley. That could be. So he, Sadella Marley is his mother. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I hated this song the first time I heard it. I did not like it. I felt she was trying too hard. Um, with some of the, with some of the, um, the rhymes and some of the rhythms on here. And, um, really just went back and, and it was kind of one of those songs where like I listened to it again and again and again. And like it, it started to, it just started to stick, man. Like it's a, it's a really good song now. I, I like, I listen to it at least once or twice a week now. <laughs> um, at one point I was listening to it once a day, which I had to kind of calm down on that. Um, written by, Katy Perry, Mr. Max Martin, and uh, Sia. She's in there, yeah. So of course she is, and you hear it too. You, and this is what you and it's like if you ever wondered, like, what I would you like, get like with the Max way and that Sia? The person sings the chorus. Mm-hmm. If it sounds like anthemic, yeah, that's something she she's very something good at. With it. She's very good at that. Probably does not get um, enough credit for her writing style. Going back to you know Diamonds, I still would kill to hear that demo because i know it's good i know it's so good and no no you know shade to rihanna but i bet sia sings it better like i know she does because that like i think back then when she wrote that she that was probably supposed to be a song for her and rihanna got a hold of it and did it um and they were just like well she's rihanna so she gets to keep it (laughs) you know i don't think i don't think she minds that i don't think she does either songwriting that's where the money is yeah but the, and the reason I mentioned that though is because I think that's one of those songs where like you really heard that she wasn't writing for someone else. She was writing for herself. And there yeah. is a, there is a little bit of a difference in how she writes for herself and other people. Um, and it's not something I can really explain right now. It's just something that I can hear. Like I can hear the well, song. You can, you can, I, well, I guess it doesn't matter as much mm-hmm. that it, whether she's writing for herself or other people, yeah. because you can hear that uh, it's her. you can hear that it's her. <laughs> yeah. The way that the person, especially the way they sing the chorus, yeah, you think that she had something to do mm-hmm. with it. All right, so uh, chain to the rhythm from Witness. Uh-huh. I can't want to say Prism, but yeah. Witness, <laughs> which. I guess is a, is a flop in comparison <laughs> to her yeah. other albums. And I mean, it's, it's kind of like how you had, you know, bad following Thriller. Yeah. You know, Prism didn't do as Pr- well as, as Teenage Dream. Dream. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, I mean, like, you know, her first album, you know, one of the boys did well. Then Teenage Dream comes out and smash that, that it. Was, that was off the wall. Yeah. It's <laughs> smash it. It's everywhere. And then they're like, well, what do you got next? And you got Prism. Which in his own right was not a bad record, but it wasn't Teenage Dream. No. You know, she tried a few different things. You know, she got she got Juicy J and had a trap song. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, uh, she's like, maybe she was like, well, I had Kanye on the last song. Yeah, but that was still a pop record. E.T. was still a pop record that you just happened to have a rapper on. Like, you paid Max Martin to make what amounted to. Like, you get a different singer on Dark Horse, and they might play that in strip clubs. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, if you were to put, like, uh... Sierra featuring Juicy J that might get played at uh Strokers just saying. <laughs> <laughs> or Onyx or something you know 
All right, so my song of the year, um, I just think it, it was everywhere. It was. Uh, people singing the chorus and not really understanding what it means. Nope. Um, and it was something like, so, so Atlanta. Like, it's a phrase that's yeah. so Atlanta. Um, and, of course, I'm talking about Bad and Bougie by Migos uh, featuring Lil Uzi Vert. Uh, but um, Takeoff was not on the song, apparently. Birth said. a lot of memes, too. Yeah. Uh, the, and a lot came, uh, yeah, a lot of memes came from this song. Mm-hmm. Um, a feud, a quote-unquote feud came from this song with Joe Budden. Every, yeah, I remember the, that, yeah. The just unhappiest person in hip hop. Mm-hmm. Uh, he left. He left uh, complex. Um, and and then like DJ Academics got roasted on Twitter for some reason. Mm. Uh, I don't really pay attention to to him. Um, <laughs> I just heard the name, but it's like, oh, I thought he was. A, I thought it was a, he was an actual DJ, but I just see him. On the internet, yeah. but anyway, uh, <laughs> um, this is, I guess, I, I saw a video about like the triplet flow. Um, yeah, because they and do how that popular a lot. it is. And this, this, it's all they do. Yeah, and it's something that's actually been around for a long time, but I think they just took it to. Um, a different level um, by I think what kind of like their appeal to them is how they is like vocally I get you could consider them mumble rap but not really like you could hear the words but you're just not you don't understand what they mean yeah like wait what is raindrop drop top like it <laughs> rhymes and it sounds really catchy yeah but what are they just like saying words <laughs> you know it is it's and I think that's kind of what has helped triplet rap and just this style of rap it is very catchy yeah it's very it's kind of bouncy like very serious beats and very dark things you're talking about but it's like it's it's bouncy like it's okay yeah I can bounce with this kind of you know of course Lil Uzi Vert is on this song Lil Uzi Vert a little bit of a darker rapper than Migos I feel like Migos is a little bit more happy-go-lucky Lil Uzi Vert is like he's dark he's very dark um but like when you rap like that though it just it just I don't know it just makes it sound happier I don't know I can't describe why it just makes it sound happier I don't know why Um, and what was interesting is that this was this was number one on the Hot 100, which mm-hmm. I think it's very, I think it's more difficult for rappers, yeah, to to be number one because basically the Hot 100 is the pop chart. Yeah, that's the pop. Chart. That's where everyone goes to meet. <laughs> um, but this was this was number one for a couple of weeks, and it was everywhere. It's and, getting a little easier though. I mean, like it's. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, I think at one point we're looking at the charts and, like, half of the top ten was uh, was hip-hop or rap or R&B yeah. or something. So, 
it's getting a little bit easier but like it typically like to get in the top 10 but hitting that number one spot yeah like that's why it was such a shock when cardi b <laughs> hits number one and wasn't just for one week you know yeah so weeks. and now she's probably on the way to being a feature on another one yeah or two mm-hmm. <laughs> one of them being with amigos <laughs> yeah they're they're everywhere and this like i said i feel like this was kind of the start what did he say? Did he say in his uh, Donald Glover say go check out Bad and Bougie? I forget what he said exactly. In his speech? Yeah, at the Golden Globes. Oh, he's like, and I want to thank uh, the Migos. Is like, uh, oh, I can't remember what he because he mentioned the song, he made, doesn't he? What he what he said in reference to Bad and Bougie, but or he just said and, and thank you to the Migos for Bad and Bougie. I think he just <laughs> said it like that, like thank you for that song. Yeah, it was. Um, oh yeah, I really want to thank Migos for making Bad and Bushy. <laughs> yeah, and of course, like, and I remember after you know after it happened, you heard about that. That's when I heard about the song, um, and I was like, why is he mentioning the Migos? Other than the fact that you know they're from Atlanta, like I, I didn't really. Yeah, they were on the show, I, and at the time I didn't know. Yeah, so, yeah. which is a good um, show. Check that out. Make sure I add that to the uh, playlist here. Um, All right. So, uh, of course, well, in the show notes, you'll see what songs we have played. All right. Um, So that brings us to the album of the year. Our fifth category. All right. So (laughs) despite (laughs) despite all the criticisms... (laughs) <laughs> that were made. Yeah. Um, going against the grain here. Yeah. Going against you the grain. You definitely are doing that. So uh, <laughs> tell us about your pick for album of the year. This made a lot of people's end of year list. Um, Reputation. All right, what song, Taylor Swift. What, what song from Reputation? Oh, we're going to go play? with the bars, man. We're going with Endgame featuring <laughs> Future and Ed Sheeran. Um, in which she... Rips off um, Drake off style. Drake. She ripped him off, so she's got to get him on the uh, on the remix. Um, I'm almost referring to this as her comeback. I know it's not her comeback because oh, here it comes. That is so. Dark. Oh my god! <laughs> got some big she, enemies. Did she ripped off Drake? Who's always talking about? I got some enemies, Drake. <laughs> I just imagine like, (laughs) yes, yeah. So, um, so the album really is 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 two halves. There's two halves to this album. There's the half that Jack Antonoff worked on. Jack Antonoff being, of course, the guitar player from Fun. Um, And then there's the part that Max Martin and I think uh, Benny Blanco. Let me see who else worked on it. It was Max Martin and, and someone else on there. So this right here is, let me see, let me go to Reputation. So I've, I mean, I've listened to it cover to cover. Shellback, that's what it was. Shellback. Oh, okay. okay. Um, this was one of, um, if I remember correctly, one of his songs he did. Yes. Yeah, so this was Taylor Swift, Max Martin, Shellback, um, Ed Sheeran, and Future wrote this song together, produced by Max Martin and Shellback. <clears throat> and um, and so I say that is, it's a, there's a. A clear divide in this album because the songs that they did are much much better 
than the ones Jack Antonoff did, yet she she chose to lead with Look What You Made Me Do, which in my opinion is the weakest song on the album. It sounds at least complete. It sounds it's the most poorly written. Um, oh yeah, there's Ed Sheeran in the bars, it, man. It sounded unfinished. It did. It sounded unfinished. Um, and maybe she did that because she, as she ripped off everything else that Beyonce did in the video, I also felt that... Um, not Lemonade. Lemonade was the album. Why can I think of this, the title track? Not the title track. Formation. The lead single. Formation. I thought that song sounded unfinished as well. And maybe that's what she was going for. I really feel like with this album, a lot of the themes she was going for, A, she's trying to get back at everyone who's wronged her. Um, quote, unquote, wrong. Quote, unquote, wronged her. You know, this is why we call it the fake news of pop music. Um, and I think maybe she was trying to channel her inner Beyonce. I don't know why. What I mean, like, after Look What You Made Me Do and that video, there's nothing else that parallels that. So maybe I think she's just channeling her inner whoever she's channeling for that song. On this one, Drake. You know, like, on Ready For It, Kesha. You know, I think there's one that she channels um, Katy Perry at one point. Um, but overall, I think it is a solidly written album. I feel like it is ten times better than 1989. I feel that... Um, Along, I think she's maybe relinquishing a little bit of that songwriting control to the professionals and that's when she gets her best work she does not have another fearless in her people I hate to tell you like not even another red I don't think she has another red well that's the thing though like Max Martin and crew took over most of red Ed Sheeran was also on that album <laughs> yeah so I don't think she's got another fearless in her where she is able to somehow pull from all of these experiences and, and write because I mean like I know that wasn't her first album but it had first album f tones and feelings all over it like it was kind of like how I think it was Nas said you have all your life to make your first album and then you get a few months to make your next album like I feel like that was the album she had in her her entire life she probably didn't have much control over her first album um, so I feel like this is if, especially going into pop music she needs to do more of this let other people write for her or with her or whatever and give them most of the control and she makes better records but as a I result. I guess the key thing is you still got... I'm not sure she has an identity anymore. I, I never... Really, well, all right, yeah, anymore. I was going to say, I don't, ever, I don't ever think she did. I think she lost her identity after Fearless. After... Um, well, going from fear, Fearless and after that was Red, right? Red before... No, uh, Fearless was... a. Uh, speak now or yes yeah, like speak yes yeah, speak now in which you know she tried to do a lot of the writing there but the songs just weren't as strong the production was very good but the songs weren't as strong red they were like all right we're taking this control back it's successful so then they say okay you can have some more back and she wants to change genres so she gets 1989 and, and at that point to where like she can do no very, wrong at that point well it's very clear that she doesn't have an identity she had a song to where she sounded like Katy perry she mm -hmm. had a song where she sounded like lana del rey mm -hmm. she had a song that sounded like um she ripped off all of her favorite people lord probably uh, lord, some um yeah some lesser known uh trip hop or um dream pop artists because that's what she was really really into at the time um and it just it was just so weird so at this point and that's typically people who are outside of their style that's how they find their voice by imitating other people. Hearst, I mean, at, at her heart, because 
And as a matter of fact, there's another song that she did. You can, you can even play it real quick called better man by little big town that she wrote. That's her still trying to get that. She's like, I'm still a country artist at heart. Little big town's a country band. As a matter of fact, that song was nominated for CMA song at the country music awards song of the year. I think it's nominated for a Grammy for best country song as well. Yeah. So I think that's what she's still a country artist deep down inside trying to get out. But she's probably like either a there's more money in pop music or like I want to do pop. I don't know. But like I feel like when I heard that this got nominated and that she had written this, I said, if we got another country album by her, this is what she'd be writing. Like, it's just a solid country song. Like, it just sounds like the natural progression of Taylor Swift into an artist but she doesn't want to do this anymore because she probably wants the bigger tours and she wants what comes along with being a pop artist would she she's trying to we'll be like this with country artists after Garth Brooks there's no one else who can do stadium. not stadium tours <laughs> not just stadium but they're doing the well not just the arena tours but the stadium tours like yeah. Garth Brooks is playing at the Mercedes-Benz. Well, he did. Yeah. He was at the Mercedes-Benz Dome. And and Taylor Swift will be at the Mercedes-Benz Dome mm-hmm. in the, over the summer. What other, like, country maybe, artists could even get close to doing that? Maybe Kenny Chesney, and maybe not anymore. <laughs> maybe, like, five, five or six years ago, maybe Kenny Chesney, when he's, like, tearing up the charts... But hell, even like I don't even like Luke Bryan. Luke Bryan just had a number. He had a number one album. Yeah, Luke Chris Bryan, Stapleton had a number one album. Luke Bryan is probably they, the biggest, one of the bigger country stars right now. And let's where's he going to be a judge on um, the new American Idol? Right? Yeah. yeah. He's he's he might play at Phillips. Maybe he's playing at the Ford. What's the Ford Center? The he's Ford, not. He's not LA? playing arena. He the John Paul Jones Arena. These are not arenas that I know. These are not places where. Where sports teams play, like if he if he played in Georgia and he wasn't, I don't think he plays at Phillips. He'll probably play at the um, Infinite Energy. So the John Paul Jones Arena is in Charlottesville and holds fourteen thousand people. That's now that's nothing yeah. to shake a stick. When he at. comes here, he's he's going. He's playing in Duluth. Yeah, <laughs> like he all right. He's playing the Smoothie King Center, but still, that's a basketball arena. Well, he's not playing, you know. That's New Orleans. Yeah, no, but I'm saying that like he's not playing. Well, yeah, he's playing. He's playing the basketball arenas yeah. at best. Yeah, the Country Thunder Theater when he goes to Florence, Arizona. And look, it's not bad if you just play the basketball arenas. Yeah, you know, like we're not hating on. There. We're not hating on but him by any means. If you're playing at the football stadiums, that is a different level. Yeah, and that's I think she felt like that's what she needed to do to do that, even though she probably could have, as you know. A country artist played these arenas, but just like your profile, like I think she wanted to get outside of just being a country artist and she wanted to, she wanted to cross over. She wanted to do what Leanne Rimes, you know, and those before her could not do. Cause Leanne Rimes tried to cross over. She, she kind of did, but didn't go this far. She didn't go this far. (laughs) Like how do I live was still a pop hit, Mm -hmm. but it's still a country song. And (laughs) And she did that. What I need you. That was when yeah. she, and then can't fight the moonlight from um, Coyote Ugly, yeah. but she didn't. That was it was it was pop, but not Taylor Swift went beyond that. Yeah, Taylor Swift yeah. just 
she jumped in the deep end basically <laughs> like went from doing you know like a pop rock a pop country album to a pop rock country album to like oh yeah now i'm lord <laughs> now i'm lana del rey yeah now, now i'm, I'm katie perry yeah now i'm kesha and it's just like and now i'm beyonce and, and now i'm drake and that's why there was like from a lot of her like country fans there's there was some backlash it was like you know like of course there is like, what the hell are you doing it's, it's like you totally changed i mean yeah. look i think with country fans i'm i i don't mean to stereotype country fans but when you're a country artist i mean it's very we we clearly know what a country song is mm-hmm. and when you're doing pop um or hip-hop you can there's a little more well there's a lot of more leeway to do uh different things mm-hmm. i mean look there was um, another possible future episode. It'll take some some research. There was backlash with Garth Brooks did the Chris Gaines thing. Yeah, there was. There <laughs> and was. There. I don't feel like there was that much of a difference. No, there it, there wasn't. <laughs> there wasn't. I mean, I mean like it was missing a was, fiddle. I mean, like this. All he did was like change his hair. Yeah, <laughs> and take off the hat. Yeah. <laughs> but then people were still mad about it. People, yeah, I, people I were upset about that. I didn't get it. Yeah, I'm still looking to see who's playing Blake Shelton. He's playing Phillips Arena, but still the basketball arenas. So um, now I'm looking here at Garth Brooks, um, his tour dates and where he's playing. Uh, Yeah, he's playing some big places. Yeah, holy crap. He's going to Sioux Falls. Good for him. Good for him. (laughs) Yeah, he played here October 12th, Indianapolis. I bet he played... Fifth through eight bank ho- bankers life field house. So yeah, he played the um he played the the basketball arena there, but he played there Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. <laughs> That's Indiana, right? He played two shows on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, he played one at three and one at seven thirty. <laughs> yeah, Lincoln, Nebraska. He played one, two, three, four, five shows. Tacoma, Washington. One, two, three, four, five. Like, this guy is... And I don't know if he... I don't even think he's really releasing new music. He's touring off of, like, the album right now that's dominating the charts is the first five years, the anthology. It's great. Greatest hits. Yeah. Well, look, it's kind of like how... um, Well, I know she came out... I, I think she came out with a new album. Or maybe that was, like, two years ago. Uh Janet Jackson yeah. is doing the 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 basketball arenas mm-hmm. and selling out shows. Oh lord. There's a quite a number of people I knew that like when she was at Phillips a few weeks ago, um a lot of people were there. So there's wow. uh, but I don't think she had a new album coming out. Mm-mm. But it was just hey, all right, time to tour. Yeah. This is <laughs> so. like, this is still blowing me away. Like in Sioux Falls, he's doing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine shows in Sioux Falls. Like, I know it's been a while since he's toured, so I know there's that demand, but like. I, look, that's. And these are probably sold you know out what? shows. These are. It, Sioux Falls, I don't know how much is going on there. <laughs> um, But. Hey, maybe they love their Garth Brooks. Man. Yeah, and he's he's doing it in Philadelphia, the Wells Fargo Center, four shows. Like this, I think. He, this. Yeah, I think he probably just wanted to do. All right, I'll do the same number of shows, just fewer cities. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll do five shows here and four shows here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> he 
he's playing Yankee Stadium twice. Back to back nights. <laughs> one of the one of those is gonna be the, the concert DVD. I you know what? I bet it will be. Garth live from Yankee Stadium. I could unless he's playing well no, because in Nashville he's playing where the Predators play. So I was gonna say unless he does like a historic theater somewhere, Yankee Stadium might be it. And the only really and, and as far as in country music, I mean and I mean the Grand Ole Opry, but I don't think he's doing a show there. The only other thing I could think of is maybe Red Rocks out in Colorado. Yeah. Or um Yeah, I mean that those Or the Rose Bowl. Or the Rose Bowl. That's in Anaheim, right? Pasadena. Pasadena, because he's playing in Anaheim. Um, but he's playing at the Honda Center. I don't think I see Pasadena on here, but yeah, I could see him doing the Rose Bowl. So yeah, Yankee Stadium will likely be unless there's someone else somewhere else he plays that's like, you know, the big it might be Sioux Falls. <laughs> <laughs> Boston, if he's playing the Red Sox Stadium, the TD Garden. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I'm i I'm going to say live at Yankee Stadium. And then he's coming back again to Atlanta to play one, two, three, four, five, six, seven shows at Phillips. Oh, he's, at Phil- he's going to Phillips now. Well, what, what, when, when, when is that? September 19th through, 20, through the 27th. Okay, well, the Falcons might have a home stand. Yeah. <laughs> so, can't use that space. Yeah, so, and I know we just got off on a tangent here, but, like, that's how big Garth Brooks was and still is, ladies and gentlemen. And it's, it really feels like he's not, but <laughs> you is. see these tour dates, if they're doing this many shows at one place, if yeah. they're going to sell out every single one, he's, he's still out. He's still big out here. Yeah. All right, so we'll get to my album of the year. Um, we, uh, well, we talked about this. I talked about this album a little bit already, but my album of the year is 24 Karat Magic. In the air. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm going to play, um, I'm going to play Finesse. It's not a single, but it's, uh, like I said, he made a new Jack Swing album. This is all the guy, Keith Sweat, Johnny Kemp, Jimmy Jammin, Terry Lewis, Bobby Brown that you can stand. <laughs> I like this is you do the kid and play dance to this. That, song. And that's what I'm trying to do here as I'm sitting. Um, this was it was so refreshing to me. So, and so 90s. It, so early it, 90s. it brought back all these all these memories of of 90s R&B music you know you, you meet a lot of people who you see the memes like you know I um, you know I just want someone who who likes long walks on the beach and 90s R&B music so, <laughs> <laughs> so um, you know and uh this, like I said, the thing I appreciate about about this album is just the the sense of of history and appreciation he has for mm-hmm. that period of music. Um, the the songs sound like they were made in the nineties. The 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 sound is so nineties, and it is very it's very nostalgic, um, and. I, I don't care if he continues to make music like this or if he starts, if he goes back to an orthodox jukebox and makes songs that sound like the police. 
Yeah. <laughs> I think he can, at this point, he can probably do whatever he wants. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And he, he, like you say, he's he's talented enough. So I'm, I'm not seeing him play a lot of instruments. The thing that sticks out in my mind, though, is Super Bowl performance, which is up there with, and I know, you know, the Prince one is considered the greatest of all time. I think his are close, though, because his, he is such a performer. The the one in... Um, I'm thinking the one, one he comes out Jersey. playing drums. Where he comes out playing drums yeah, on the that platform. Was the one, that was the one in, uh, in New Jersey. Yeah, that was, that's an introduction. Cause and what was it was so crazy about that is like the established acts of uh, the established acts that have done that show mm-hmm. that have done the Super Bowl halftime show with Bruno Mars. No one had heard of him. Yeah, five years before. Yeah. In a, a you know, I first heard of him with the song he did with Bob. Yeah, that was yeah. That's the first song I'd heard. <laughs> uh. So for him to for him to do the Super Bowl halftime show after just being not being around that long um, <clears throat> is a great accomplishment in itself. Yeah. And um, I know. He, yeah, he plays the drums. He plays piano. He plays guitar. Mm hmm. Uh, keyboards. OK, I'm looking at pictures. Too. I have seen him play. I have seen him play guitar because in that song he did the other side. He had a video um, and he was playing guitar in that. So I have seen him play guitar. Um, but yeah, he, he's a, I, I will be, I'm interested to see what he does next. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's probably gonna be something that sounds totally different. I don't think he could go. I'm not saying he, you can't go back to doing this kind of album again, but I don't think it would do anybody any good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, he, he, it may be a totally different style or he may just kind of update it or whatever, but uh, the nostalgic feel of it and the appreciation he had for what the music was at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I really like about the album. Uh, you know, and it's, it's, it will be funny just to hear people think that he's doing something new. I think people think he's doing something new <laughs> with this album. Mm, he's not, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that is my album of the year. It's a good album. Um so yeah, that will do it for our um our becauses, our first annual because- becauses. <laughs> we gotta we gotta design something. I'll see if I can design something a becauses like an award symbol. Yeah. I'll see if I can design something. <laughs> That'd be cool. Um We could send them like we could send like Bruno Mars, like you know, like an award, like an envelope. He might not open it though. <laughs> like, hey, we just want to let you know you won a Bacuzzi. <laughs> uh, it should be like a certificate. He'd probably throw it out, but or he might put it on Instagram. You never know. I doubt we could get his address though. I mean, I feel like the days of um, sending fan mail to a <laughs> directly to, to their house. Yeah, I think those days are gone. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm- is there even like a fan club anymore? I don't know how the fan clubs work anymore. It, it, used to be like a, it used to be a mailing list, but now it's just like the social groups of on social media. Yeah. No, it's fan armies. It's basically like the, you know, the directioners and the Swifties or the Swift army or whatever, or, you know, or the, the beehive, like that's what you have now. You don't have, you know, and they're crazier, you know, because there's no parental supervision. So <laughs> they do things like, well, I'm not even going to say like, 
when I thought about take we I don't know why we were thinking about this, but when we thought about taking on directioners, I looked into them and I promptly said, "Nah, dude, I'm out," because they're crazy. Like there's just something. It's uh, you know being part of a fan club is in its essence, it's completely illogical. Yeah. You know, they basically, they were sending, they, um, they did something to almost like force a, um, a radio DJ in Atlanta to like quit her job. Like they were, they were on her cause they thought she was flirting with one of the members of one direction and they attacked her hardcore on social media, like really bad, said some really dirty things that you wouldn't think that little teenage girls, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old should be saying, hmm. No parental supervision. <laughs> That's how that happened. All right. So um, that'll do it for our first annual because he's and we'll get to my. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. The name is just funny <laughs> to my earworm of the week. Um, this is an album I hadn't really listened to. I listened to their previous album, but not the, the one they made after. Uh, it's a band called Friendly Fires. Okay. And uh, their second full-length album is called Pala, P-A-L-A. And um, they, they're working on a new album, and they said it's not going to sound as pop as Pala did, which I didn't think sounded too pop. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm interested to see what they do next. But with this album, uh, this is the first track on the album called Live Those Days Tonight. Um, and I think with, when you make an album, your first track, it doesn't matter if it's the single or not. I think you should come out with a lot of energy. Yeah, I, I agree fully. And I think this is a, um, this song comes out with a lot of energy. So I really like it. And of course it's on the infamous, we lit playlist. We lit. And, uh, so we're going to play that. This is live those days tonight by friendly fires. And I get it queued up. All right, and we'll be right back. Better days. 
right, that is Live Those Days Tonight by Friendly Fires from their album Pala. Uh, if you do play 2K, uh, is it on 2K17 or 2K18? That's on 2K12, Skeleton Boy. I think they put it on 2K17 or 18. Okay. They brought it back. Yeah, it's a good song. It's a very good song. Uh, Skeleton Boy is on those, or on those games, so um, same band here. All right. That will bring us to the end of our program, our last podcast for the year. Of the year. So, Ben, can you tell the people where we can be found? Yes. Um, you can find us at bythetimeyouhearthis.com. Go check it out. We're awesome. And yeah, I guess here at 2K16, they brought it back. Okay. Um, you can find us at bythetimeyouhearthis.com. You can also find us at Facebook. Dot com slash by the time you hear this typically we're on there doing facebook live and stuff like that do it do, didn't do it this time but you know stay tuned and you'll see us we'll you'll be see back us. you can also see old videos too they're up there yeah um you can find us also um all right before i go on the website and the facebook are spelled with the letter u not the letter u the word u yes yes i got that backwards if you want to find us on the ig on the gram um, you can find us at by the time you hear this spelled with the letter U because we're upstanding yes. and not under investigation. He's still <laughs> under and they keep trying to slant, ah, but whatever. I'm not going to, not going to go there. I'm not going to dribble. Um, you know, if, if the ref get political, okay. If you have to explain the joke, it's not funny. Um, <laughs> that's what the joker said. Um, you can also find us on, and yes, I did switch back. I have an iPhone. Um, Apple Podcast Player um, slash iTunes. Yeah, it just says podcasts. That, that's just what it says. So whatever you want to call it, podcasts. Go to that thing. Click it and you'll find us. Or tap it because you don't click anything. Um, you can also find us on Google Music. So that's just the orange triangle thingy. If you look for, on, for us in the Google Play Store, you will be disappointed because uh, we're not there. <laughs> we're just not there. That's not where you, that's not where yeah, you, it's not where you you're, find You're it. in the wrong place. Yeah. Uh, tune in radio. Uh, cast box auto radio um overcast there we go overcast podomatic um i feel like there's one more than satchel podcast player yes all the places you can find us go find us <laughs> <laughs> and um i we brought this up and i'm actually wearing the shirt right now we do have t-shirts and i wore mine in tuscaloosa alabama <laughs> We do have t-shirts. Uh, the current uh, colorway is lime green and black. Did you say colorway? Colorway. <laughs> like their shoes. <laughs> oh, God. Um, well, no, you got to say it's green and blue, right? Is that blue or black? This is black. It's black. Green and black. Green. Uh, lime green with black lettering. Yeah. The old Hawks colors. <laughs> or the current Seahawks green. It just yeah. depends on who you like. <laughs> And uh, you can go uh, to realtalktees.bigcartel.com. And uh, uh, they're the ones who made this shirt and they will make one for you. And um, I'd like to thank D. Will for making this shirt for us. Um, I put it in order for a few more and it's some other colors. Call your friends and tell them. Yeah. yeah. So uh, go to realtalktees at, uh, you can call it, Follow him at underscore real talk tees or is it real talk tees underscore? I know there's an underscore in there. Uh, you pull it up real quick. Put the, I would say probably a good idea to put the, uh, 
You can put that in the show notes too. Uh, yeah, I'll put in the um, underscore real talk tease the, on Instagram. We can direct some people there. Yeah, but we'll put the uh, the link in the description, of course. Um, and uh, was there something else that we wanted? To, well, no, that was, that was about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Happy New Year! Happy New Year, everyone! <laughs> Stay safe out there. Um, be careful if you're using Uber and Lyft. Um, make yes. sure you have some money saved to start with <laughs> have some money saved uh what's going on with uh, no that like new year's eve is like the biggest the oh busiest night yeah of the i year. won't be out for that yeah i learned yeah. my lesson um by mistakenly being out for that floyd mayweather conor mcgregor fight and they tried to charge me 200 bucks to get home no i'm good mm-hmm. never See. again uh so yeah be uh be careful out there uh happy new year everyone mm-hmm. and um what should we end the show with um, um, I don't know. Uh, what was another big song of the year? Uh, we could go on an angry note and, and, and Bodak yellow it. <laughs> like we can, we can let them know that we make money moves. Yeah. That's what, we, that's what we're doing next. That's a, that's a new year's resolution. Make money moves, make money moves for the, uh, Make the money moves for for twenty eighteen. Have you been seeing these memes that tell you how to start the new year off with like a certain whatever? Like there was one like if you play in the air tonight at this exact time. Yeah, the drum break comes right at yeah, twelve o'clock, which would be awesome if I do say so myself. <laughs> That'd be a great way to start twenty eighteen. <laughs> I would do it like well, actually, you know what I'm thinking of um of um Sister Christian was it blow. Or is it um, oh, uh, Boogie, Nights, Boogie Nights, where he's like, so I need to find out how you can start the new year with that. <laughs> that'd be awesome. Time that out. That'd be pretty cool. All right. So um, you guys can do that. And we're yeah. going to play some Bodak Yellow by loving hip hop legend <laughs> Cardi B. She ain't got a strip no more. <laughs> And we will talk to you guys very soon next year. Happy New Year. Peace. Peace. Fuck with me if you wanted to. These expensive, these is red bottoms, these is bloody shoes. Hit the score, I can get them both. I don't wanna choose, and I'm quick. Cut a nigga off, so don't get comfortable. Look, I don't dance now, I make money move. Say, I don't gotta dance, I make money move. If I see you now, speak, that means I don't fuck with you. I'm a boss who a worker, bitch, I make bloody moves. Now she say, she gon' do what a who? Let's find out and see. Cardi B, you know where I'm at, you know where I be. You in the club, just to party, I'm there, I get paid a fee. I be in and out them bench so much, I know they tired of me. Honestly, don't give a fuck about who ain't fond of me. Drop two mixtapes in six months. What bitch working as hard as me? I don't bother with these hoes. Don't let these hoes bother me. They see pictures, they say ghosts. Bitch, I'm who they tryna be. 
Look, I might just kill him some babe. I might just chill with your boo. I might just spill on your babe. My pussy feel like a lake. He wanna swim with his face. I'm like, okay. I let him get what he want. He buy me East and Laurent in the new whip. When it go fast as a horse, I got the trunk in the front. I'm the hottest in the street. No, you probably heard of me. Got a bag and fix my teeth. Hope you hoes know it ain't cheap. And I pay my mama bills. I ain't got no time to chill. Think these hoes be mad at me. They baby father wanna build. Say, little bitch, you can fuck with me if you wanted to. These expensive, these is red bottoms, these is bloody shoes. Hit the school, I can get them both. I don't wanna choose. And I'm quick, cut a nigga off, so don't get.